I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lauder. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Here It's For Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm good, Connor. I think we're being a bit harsh on the real news sometimes because... Mm. Let's be honest, they cover stories that we would never touch in a million years. No, I feel like we are not smart enough to cover actual news. So that's why I've picked our niche of weird people on drugs doing weird shit. Oh, that's, wh- that's where we land. That's where our comedy lies. <laughs> and so, what is the premise of Weird News, Sean? So, you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and you're about to read them all out to me, a man who has avoided weird news from the day he was born, mainly out of fear. Mm, yeah, just, you're, you're terrified of words. You actually can't read. Not many people know that. But that's by choice, because <laughs> by choice. I don't want to put myself in danger like that. <laughs> what if I read a book and die? I've seen The Ring. What about the book version of The Ring? The novelization of the movie The Ring? Or Yes. <laughs> or the novelization of the videotape from The Ring? Oh, I hope I this is this is really a question that's a bit existential, isn't it? Um oh, um, one of them, whichever is oh, funnier. <laughs> For comedic purposes, whichever one made you laugh more. Um, So, Sean, this is weird news, as we said, but we are going to start off with just a tiny bit of exciting news. And now a lot of people, some of our patrons know that we have been promoting the fact that we're going to be giving away a shirt and a mug to one of our lucky patrons uh, on December 1st. Yes, this is true. Uh, they've all sent in their addresses and and they'll all be getting a postcard as well, just just to say happy Christmas, happy holidays, whatever. But most importantly, and rather excitingly, we will say that they will just be the first of the of uh, Heroes for Hire merch that you will be seeing, as we are launching our merch store over the next coming few days, Sean. Now, yes. so- I have... 
And yeah, it's go- it's going to be an exciting thing because we've got all the designs ready to go. If you're um, if you're a human of any type, there is probably a jacket or shirt for you. <laughs> oh, that, that 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 is the tagline <laughs> of the store, correct? <laughs> Um, but yeah, we've been working on this for the last little while, and so I just thought I'd let people know that that will be happening, and it's really exciting. Keep an eye on our social media for any updates. I might be revealing like a sneak peek of the store over the next few days. Oh, look at you, Mr. TZT. Yeah, Mr. TZT. But well, you've seen the store, Sean, what do you think? Oh, it actually looks quite amazing and professional, um, mm. and also there's so much of it that I want, but... I also want to just be be a real like shitbird about it and gift it to my family for Christmas. <laughs> I think this is every Christmas and birthday present forever for me. Because why wouldn't they want to support <laughs> their favourite podcast? Well, <laughs> I mean, top 50. Uh, well, look, hey, Grandad, you want a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Heroes for Hire's on it. <laughs> Come on, do you, want a, do you want a bandana? Would heroes for hire on it, Grandad? <laughs> Would you like a throw cushion, sir? <laughs> um, so yeah, that will be coming in the next few days, and not only will it be launching, it'll be launching with only the logo on the shirt at first. But we also have Christmas, a Christmas logo already lined up, ready to go for December first as well. So the- there's going to be multiple choices. Multiple choice and uh, no negative marking as well, which is no, the best form I, of multiple choice. <laughs> College students get it. <laughs> niche market. So, I like I like the ed- educational jokes. Oh, not all jokes don't have to be educational. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Sometimes they just have to add up. There's another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We are starting weird news this week, Sean, with a callback to one of our favourite stories that we've covered here on the show. Now, we've covered a lot of marriages. As I cover a lot of we get follow-ups to those marriages, Sean. But what of this can you can you give me a few examples of some of the marriages that we've had? Oh, we've had uh, Ghost Pirate, we've had Haunted Doll. Do yep. they um, themselves? Themselves. That was, that was a good one. That was a recent hit. Um, yeah. And every time you bring me one, I feel it's the it's the weirdest one we're ever going to get. <laughs> well, do you remember a certain story that we covered last Christmas about a man who was a bodybuilder who finally married his sex doll? Yes, yes. I do remember this. <laughs> well, we. We found out in December of 2019, it seems like so long ago now, but also <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird uh, temporal shift we've had there. Uh, um, so, December 2019, we found out that Mr. Yori Tolochko from Kazakhstan has been living with his sex doll Margo for a year and a half, and he popped the question last year. So... We covered this story when he popped the question, but I am back to say that he has finally married his beloved in a groundbreaking ceremony. Oh, okay. Groundbreaking, you say? (laughs) Groundbreaking. Right, and and was there a big turnout? Now, obviously, weddings in the current climate, not what they used to be. Yeah. It got, so, it got delayed twice, because originally the pair were meant to get ju- get married in March of this year. Oh but of no. course, 
the global bastard hit Sean and the whole ceremony had to be called off because it would be ridiculous to hold such a beloved ceremony and a sacred event during but, these kind of dark times. But surely nothing can stop true love. Nothing can stop true love of a man and his sex doll Margot because... Yeah, go we can't stress enough here. Do what you do. Love what you love if you're not hurting anyone. Mm, but it's a bit yeah. odd to marry it. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of extra money. It's just, there's not a lot of profit in that. We, we always come back to this, that it's the financial strain of marriage, like of planning a wedding for like an, an inanimate object there. Like, you're not looking at the an- inanimate objects going, what flowers should we get? No, I, I don't think the tulips will work. It's ridiculous. It's, it's very one-sided in terms of planning as well. Yeah. That's a lot of stress. I'm just looking out for these people. So, <laughs> Yori says that he first, if you remember correctly, we'll just go over the hits of the story, but he first met her at a nightclub, if you remember correctly, Sean. And um, they had a, there was love at first sight. Or from one side. The other one doesn't have very good sight due to being plastic. But Yori earlier told the newspapers that the ceremony was delayed for the first time due to the pandemic but also delayed a second time after he was attacked in Kazakh City on October 31st. So he got attacked. However, the pair have finally tied the knot. He's recovered enough. While he was in the hospital, I can only assume she was working like mad getting getting the preparations done. And unfortunately, they had broken his ring finger and his ring finger only. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, guys. Better call it off. Um, so, sharing footage of the celebration on Instagram, Yori wrote, It's happened. To be continued. And in the video, Yori slips a ring onto Margot's finger before the pair share a tender kiss, Sean. Oh, share is a weird word to use there. Share. Share. Is, is it a shared tender kiss? I'm not sure it's 50-50. Just put it that way. <laughs> She's really into him. Right. <laughs> A bit keen, to be honest. <laughs> they then take their first dance in front of a delighted crowd. <laughs> oh, no. In my head, her legs don't touch the ground. And he's doing, like, a Vietnamese waltz. Just with, like... She, her legs are not touching that ground, ground lads. Is a, is a slow dance or a fast dance uh, a better scenario there? I think... Well, fast dance, you couldn't trust her to, like, start spinning on her own head. You'd have to be very involved. That's true. That's true. Um, what 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 if it was set to uh, I've had the time of my life and then they did that big run up but he was the one doing the leap. <laughs> and when he landed she just exploded <laughs> and just air went everywhere. And then he's arrested for murder. <laughs> oh no, I flattened my girlfriend. <laughs> Oh no, sorry, my wife. <laughs> my wife. Oh it's, oh, it's tough to get used to, you know. Hey, fellas, fellas. <laughs> and um, so, discussing his sex life with Margot, Yori oh. added, Our story turns me on much more than sex itself. But then he also says, I also love BDSM. He's <laughs> <laughs> a man of many pleasures. <laughs> You know, love is a very tender thing. And I I think I get off on the romance of it all. But also, tie me up and beat the shit out of me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very forthcoming uh, with this information. 
<laughs> Straight in. Well, to be fair, this he's famous now. Like, this is the only way he can stay famous. Is Yeah, he's the guy that married a sex doll. Now, his next line, when you consider that he's married to a sex doll, is an interesting one, because this is a follow-up from the BDSM comment. He just says, I love being tortured. Now, that, now. if anyone's into that, fair fucks to you. But yeah. I think the logistics... Of this, she would have a very difficult time maybe damaging him in any way. Yeah. That, like, when when he said he was into it, I imagine that he was very much the dom in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange that he's, like, tied up and blindfolded. Yeah. What are the logistics of that? <laughs> Who tied him up? <laughs> oh, yeah, just stand there and pretend I don't exist. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> then he says Margot is capable of what other people are not capable of. I mean, I, I okay, right? She, she, she's like a hot air balloon in a certain ways. I see. I don't think um, this is the, the your classic, you know, inflatable. Oh, I think it's one of those high quality latex ones. Oh, so so it's not one like he could go swimming with to keep him afloat. No, <laughs> oh, it's not an inflatable dolphin, Con. <laughs> like he's going swimming lessons where me and my wife just learn to swim together. She could be in the oh, Olympics. No. Oh no, Marco, I'm drowning. <laughs> Let me hold on to you. <laughs> uh, but who ties him up? This, this is this is my question. Also, why would you say this on your wedding day? But I mean, to say I love being tortured, I can endure a lot of pain, but I don't know how because who's who's in making you endure that pain? Because it's certainly not Margot. She's a bit still during all of this. Yeah, like, or is he just trying to like brag? It's like, yeah, I can stand up to so much pain. Just ask my wife. But then you go to ask his wife and, you know, she's a, a mannequin. Have you ever seen the film Mannequin? No. Well, look, as you can imagine, it's about a mannequin. And does and a man fall in love with the mannequin? Yes, he does. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay. And then, guess what else happens? Mannequin comes to life. Mannequin comes to life at night, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't feed it after midnight. <laughs> Fuck that. And then there's a uh, climactic scene where the mannequin is on a conveyor. I see, there is going towards <laughs> a conveyor belt, of, leading towards a mannequin destruction device. <laughs> Just a big hammer. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, and they all live happily ever after. So I can only imagine it'll be the same for this fellow. Is that where George Lucas got the inspiration for the Star Wars um, number two? Or no, episode that was two? The inspiration for Schindler's List, Connor. Oh, not many people know that. We'll get Liam Neeson on the phone. Oh, <laughs> See so what he Star knows. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, according to earlier local media reports, his union with Margot should stand. Okay. Really? The only requirements for a wedding to take place in Kazakhstan are that both consenting parties have to be male and female and over 18 years old. We're not going to get into the fact of they have to be male and female because obviously that's fucked. But 
Consenting parties is a weird word there. One can't emote. Can't say no, though. Can't say yes. Can't say no. Can't say anything. Can't actually say anything. (laughs) No. Very silent on the matter, really. Doesn't doesn't have thoughts, you know. (laughs) Doesn't have opinions. Doesn't have a personality. Isn't legally a human. Uh, No. (laughs) It's absolutely not. Oh, the world. <laughs> so, Yuri, now this, my, I know what you're thinking, right? You get a sex doll, you're into BDSM, the sex doll beats the shit out of you. I mean, like, there's a whole thing. You get married, you fall in love. But sometimes, appearances are also important. I know he's into the romance of love, but he's also into making sure Margot looks good. And because due to apparent fears about her appearance, Yori decided to book Margot in for plastic surgery earlier this year. Plastic surgery. Plastic surgery. Emphasis on the plastic. Right. And how much does plastic surgery cost these days? I mean, to get I mean to get Botox done. If you were to do it to a sex doll, I it would be a very it would have to be a gentle procedure. This is true, uh, and what what is the benefit? Because I don't forgive me, Connor, but I was under the impression that we as humans have found plastic at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, the deepest <laughs> spot in the ocean, and yes. that plastic was fine. Yeah, and so so you're saying resilient. that she. She's a resi- she is resilient. She'd have to be for all the BDSM. But, mostly, I think that if you... <laughs> I'm just imagining the bit in the surgery where the doctor's like, we're losing her, and all you hear is... <laughs> and she's just flying around the room. <laughs> so, oh, oh, no! <laughs> I cut too deep! <laughs> and, like, she, like it's, a, it's a very weak doctor, so he just brings in, like, a crate of helium. <laughs> He explained, when I presented her photo to the world, there was a lot of criticism about her, and she began to develop a complex, so we decided to have plastic surgery. Oh, no. Sean, what are your thoughts? Is this our fault? (laughs) Do do we have that much clout? I don't think Yori's listening to us. Good. I mean, wait, Yori, listen to us. Also, also, he then followed that up with, she has changed a lot. At first, it was hard to accept a new her, but I got used to it later on. <laughs> oh, that's very good of him. That's very, it's very open-minded. <laughs> very open-minded of him. To get to book her in for that plastic surgery, I could only assume off his own back. Then when she came back out, not to complain about how she looked, because he sent her in in the first place. That is a real stand-up guy. That is true bravery right there. True bravery, yeah. He's a, he's a hero. He, he, he is the hero of the week. <laughs> what do you think of Yori and his marriage? Do you think this will last forever? Ah, look, I wish him well. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't know that it has the longevity to go through, you know, a lifetime of commitment with him. I, I think Margot might get sick of him. Oh, if there's a, if we get a story in six months saying that she's left him, I also, I don't know what also, to think, Connor. <laughs> we definitely will get a story like that. <clears throat> but have you seen the picture of Marigot, by the way? If I you have. would like, you you've seen how she looks. How do you feel? 
like it, it it's a testament to the people that designed her <laughs> it's a testament to the surgeries that she's had yeah and look again if you're having fun you're not hurting people grand but maybe Marigot had to be expensive in the first place anyway didn't she I think, he, yeah, he must have bought her faulty to have all this surgery done. She's doing repairs. <laughs> He's doing repairs that should have been done originally. And would you buy, of all the things to buy used as well? <laughs> oh, no. You don't want to buy a second-hand one. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm specifically looking for one to beat the shit out of me. Uh, also, if you Google Margot Sextal the, and go to news, the first result is an article from The Guardian that says top 10 books about consent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's number one, like, fuck it, hell. <laughs> he was a weirdo. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're going to move on from that that massive breaking news story of that marriage because... I have a mystery for you that could involve aliens. Okay, everyone, prepare to get your mind blown. Here we go, right. Now, mysterious monolith found in Utah desert goes unclaimed, sparking theories, Sean. Hmm. Oh, okay. I like this a theory. Is genuinely, this is genuinely actually a bit weird, but... In a scene straight out of a Stanley Kubrick sci-fi, an enormous monolith has been discovered in the Utah desert. Helicopter pilot Brett Hutchings spotted the smooth metal structure as he was flying overhead, helping wildlife resource officers. Uh, the huge slab was found standing completely alone in the barren landscape, firmly planted into the earth. It's about 3 metres tall, or between 10 and 12 feet. What the fuck? Yes. I'm looking at this right now. Yes. Mysterious, Sean. Okay. Okay. This. That's like flawless as well. Has anyone seen the movie Arrival? Has any. Yeah, or has anyone seen the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey? Where (laughs) monoliths feature quite heavily. (laughs) Is this. Is this Stanley Kubrick? Coming, it's one of his um, lovers who has planted this. Just a big fan, you think? Yeah, a big fan has planted, has, has somehow gotten hold of a 10 to 12 foot high massive monolith. Uh, now, is it possible, right? Because no. looking, at, looking at the picture, <laughs> like it looks deep in the ground as well. What yeah. if we what if we go to dig it and it just keeps going down forever? <laughs> dig up, stupid. Um what if we keep digging? What if it goes to Australia? As all, most things do if you dig down enough. That's what cartoons have taught me, alright. That's exactly it. Um I mm, I think that would be weird, but also, wouldn't it be fucking amazing? It's oh it'd be mad, wouldn't it? Like no, and this is definitely the year for it. I mean, if yeah. ever there was going to be a year where aliens slowly started making up their, and like these weird shit started coming out of the desert, this would be the year. Oh, yeah. And especially like a, a giant silver monolith. 
perfectly it, shaped as well. It's shiny, Sean. It's not rough. That's what I was going to say. It looks brand new. Like, it's clean. you think if it was out in the desert for ages, it'd be dirty. Unless it was just brought there by an alien. It could also have been brought there by a human. Let's just say okay. that. Mole people. But, oh, what if it is the mole people? What if... <laughs> What if that's like a, a skyscraper for ants? <laughs> They've been working around the clock trying to get this built. The, okay, I'm going to look at... Let's think of some options here. What's okay, it made right. of, first of all? What's it made of? Metal. Um, so, Mr. Hutchings said the object looked man-made as well. Okay, okay. So, could, now it could be made by a woman either. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like they could be made by a human. Yeah, 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 I get you. Uh, yeah. Looking at it, I see rivets on the side. That's interesting. That that indicates okay. it could be sheet metal. Yeah, could be sheet metal. Could also just be maybe like a new Banksy who's doing some weird art in the desert. What if it's Banksy? <laughs> what if it's Banksy? What's he telling us? <laughs> what does it mean, though, Connor? Like. <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> What's it? Me and you are not smart enough to understand art. N- n- no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, um, no. But I. What does it mean? It's never. I've never seen anything like it in any art or gallery I've ever been to. But what if it's? What if they want us to think that it's art, right? And then mm. you you kick it one day, and it's actually a big switch. And you've just turned off the core of the earth. <laughs> you've turned off a light switch somewhere. <laughs> it's one dude's light switch and no one knows what it does. Fucking hell, this bulb is fucking weird. Uh, you have to keep getting up from his cereal to turn back on the light. Or what if this is only one of several monoliths? And, and they slowly start appearing and then they form a massive circle and then within the circle comes an even bigger monolith. And then a slightly smaller monolith, and those two yeah. rotate, and it's a big clock. Yeah. A big clock? Oh, shit. And then, what time is it? It's Chico time. Oh, fuck. It's always oh, Chico time. <laughs> <laughs> I have Chico ne- in so long. <laughs> I, I haven't thought of him either. I just started saying a sentence, and that came out. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Chico time is somewhere in my subconscious He's always there Sean Oh Chico Lurkin. is a, effectively immortal Because of how oh, he's <laughs> incorporated Chico time into everyone's language <laughs> Is Chico time something that's kind of Got her across the world or are we just speaking gibberish uh, I, I think Chico time A swift google would clear up Chico time For anyone I- the greatest contestant of um, The British uh, talent show X Factor I don't know what year, 2006? It's it's definitely a, f- a good few years ago. <laughs> it's too far away to be cool now. A lot of people, some people listening to this weren't born when Chico was revealing Chico time, Sean. It's, and, and those people are worse for it, let me tell you. <laughs> so, our theory so far. Aliens, big clock, could be made by man or woman. Maybe Chico's in it. Yeah, now what... How long has it been there, is my next question. We we touched on it there. 
but it doesn't look like it's been out in the desert for a decade. No, it looks like it's only brand new there, which kind of points to the reason that maybe it's man-made. Maybe somebody put it on the back of a truck, drove it there and put it in the ground. Are, are you suggesting aliens can drive trucks? I'm suggesting they have licences. I'm not suggesting they drove trucks. I see. I see. <laughs> um, you make your own stretch. <laughs> I'm just saying they're good at three-point turns. Wait. Okay, I, I want to know your logic on why aliens will be good at three-point turns. You Have you ever seen one of those big, massive spaceships? You try and turn that fucker without knocking into something, you'd have to be good. That's, yeah, you know what, you're right. But then, if that was the case, why would they put more obstacles around the place? Yeah, they're just putting more things in their way for takeoff. What if we worship the monolith now look hear me out what if we worship the monolith just in case just think I I welcome our new monolith overlords just I want to put that out there if any of them are listening there's no footprints around this no footprints it's just there it doesn't make any sense Sean which is why I've come to you a resident alien slash weird person guy that's mean (laughs) <laughs> no, you're the weird person guy. You're the guy who talks about weird people. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Now, also, you're weird. Mm. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Okay, let's think about this. When they say monolith, do they say how many sides it has? Uh, it, no, okay. but I'm assuming four. You assume four, but what if it's mm. three, Connor? If it's three, what are we taking? Triangle? What? Triangle. We all know what triangle means. Yeah. Trivial pursuit. This is the smartest model if we've ever seen. It's got all of them. It has no weak categories. Sport. Film. It even got well in the sport. And that's orange. It's okay, like. But it still still gets it. It's touch and go, you know, depending on on what year it is, mainly. That would be, that, that monolith would be roasting though sitting out in the desert. What if yeah. it's some form of okay? So the, the, let me think about this. So the sun heats up the monolith. Yeah. The heat then goes down into the Earth's core. Oh. Heating the Earth. Oh. Turning it into another sun. Oh shit! Then when the Earth oh, explodes. Fuck. The monolith gets ejected into a next planet. Ejected into the next planet. Yeah, and the process starts over again. What if it landed from space in the last few days? To as a as a result of a sun exploding? No, Uh, of a sun exploding in a different universe. Oh my god! What if that's what if that's our one way off the universe? (laughs) That we just need to find a way to shrink ourselves down and get in it. Alternatively, it could just be some dude has driven that out there and put it there. This is true, and that would, and if so, fair play. And I know who that dude was. Banksy, Chico. I'm just Chico. putting it out there. Chico hasn't been heard from in a while. What's he up to these days? I know planted monoliths. I'm just saying, all the evidence stacks up. What, that's true. What if Chico planted a small monolith and it grew <laughs> over the course of Chico time into a big monolith? <laughs> that started off small, but however long Chico time takes, it takes. You know what I mean? You can't count it. 
Chico time does not obey the laws of daylight savings. <laughs> and time. <laughs> it does not obey the laws of Greenwich Mean Time. You know that. Yeah, and this isn't to ins- you know insinuate that Chico is breaking the law in any sense. Oh, I'm insinuating that. Oh, we're, okay, fair enough. Well, I'm, insin- I'm insinuating he is part of a race that are are have formed an alliance with the aliens. And they are slowly planting more and more of them until they make a giant clock. Inside it it says Chico time. He becomes our new overlord. We all have to dance to that song forever. I mean, that would be a fairly solid reason for Chico to do this. (laughs) You send in your own theories of what this model it is to us on the Twitter or you can send it over on Patreon or on Facebook or whatever. If if you send us a message, you let us know what you think this model it is because I'm confu- I'm confused. Sean seems less confused. He's our resident weird guy. <laughs> I'm fairly locked in on my whole makes a new sun scenario. <laughs> Seem pretty logistic, <laughs> pretty logistic, pretty logical. I will say. Um, so Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is I love when somebody does something but then they face an incredible amount of bad luck after doing it okay okay i think i have an idea of where this might go because i have kansas city biker which met in pocket falls during drag race accidentally shoots himself while he lands before getting hit by a car (laughs) oh no you think you're having a bad day? This guy just wanted to go in a drag race and all of this shit happened. So, to break it down, meth in pocket, yeah. drag race, fell, yeah. shot himself, got hit by yeah. car. Yeah, on his way back up, yeah. On his way back up. So he had just gotten back to his feet. He just like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm sore and I have been shot, I've so been I'm obviously shot. in pain. Yeah. yeah, I've been shot, but if... If no other bad thing happens to me, I'll get out of this completely fine. And and look, we've all been we've all thought innocent thoughts every now and again. Mm. But my God, he would never have expected to get hit by a car at that point. <laughs> <would he? laughs> at that point, you're like, "Fucking hell, I am having a bad day." At that point, you're not even thinking about the rules of the road. No, you're just thinking, which do I treat first? The, <laughs> the the road rash that I got from falling there, or the gunshot wound? Or the meth. Or the, forgot about the meth, yeah. Did he get the in meth. trouble for the meth? Yeah, of course oh, he did. <laughs> I thought so, they were cool with it. I did, no, no, they let him off because they're like, you're having a bad enough day. Um, a man in possession of methamphetamine was injured Thursday after falling while racing on his motorcycle, during which he accidentally shot himself and then got hit by a car, according to the Kansas City Police Department. Officers and medical crews responded to the 12th Street in reference to a car crash and transported the man to an area hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. They say critical but non-life-threatening, so he'll be fine. He's just really bagged up. Okay, that's why we're talking about him. Yeah. Um, So, two rivals met up to compete in a drag race against each other. It is reported, Sean. So they meet up. 
<laughs> I'm expecting like Fast and Furious style. There's one, there's two really cool guys meeting up, like talking shit. That you know, it, it says something that you you thought of Fast and Furious. I thought of that scene from Batman and Robin. Oh, <laughs> the bit with um, Robin and Batgirl. Yeah, where they're drag racing on a highway that just they stopped building at some point. <laughs> and he just catches her. His shoulder doesn't even exist. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter. Um, so um, they meet up to have a race. And they're like, I'm going to fuck you up. No, I'm going to fuck you up. That kind of, you know, trash talk. I'm not very good at it. But trying to settle a years-long feud, it said. A years-long feud. And they decided so, there's only one way to deal with this. They, they've been watching too much of Vinnie Diesel. And they thought, we can't fight for it. We need to drag race for it. That will settle this as as our fathers would have settled this. We'll settle this one quarter mile at a time, they said. And so, I presume the other person won. <laughs> I think, but yeah, I think you might just walk it at that stage. But after much talking, uh, the race is said to have begun and been quite close up until halfway, up until the halfway point. So they're neck and neck. On a tight corner, and whilst attempting a dangerous overtake of the other vehicle, the suspect lost control of his bike and wrecked it on the side of the road. Right, okay. Yeah. Fair, okay, they, well look, so he was, it, it was his own fault. Yeah, he saying. tried to overtake, he, he did what, it was one of those dramatic moments in a movie where he tried the last ditch overtake. It didn't work out for him. Now, this is bad enough shot. I mean, you're already in a bit of you're in a bit of a heap at that point. But during the accident, whilst the victim was in the air, <laughs> oh, no. a weapon in his waistband discharged, striking him in the hip. Jesus, why would you keep the gun on you for coolness? In ca- so when he won, he could fire it in the air and shout "woo!" <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> that gas would have fell out during like mid-flight. So it he shot himself in the hip while he was in air for the for the first original crash. Right. He was on the he then landed, which I can only assume was a loud tub, and he's just immediately in the most pain anyone's ever been in. And nothing makes sense at that point as well. No. It's and just he was, confusion. Also they say he was on the ground in a bad way. <laughs> Sounds like he's hung over. Oh, I'm in a bad way. <laughs> oh, jeez, I am dying today. My head is killing me. Um, and when he was, and they, and when he was also struck by another vehicle that fled the scene, so he's like getting up. He's like, guys, I'm okay. Um, it's just the announcer that they've hired comes on. He's okay, folks. <laughs> just get it again. <laughs> I mean, and so they immediately transported him to an area hospital um, in his condition. And reports check revealed him to be a felon. And upon searching him, they found a large bag of of meth. And it was also located in the motorcycle as well. Which means he probably had a lot of meth. And some of it got entangled when he got originally fucked up in the first fuck up. Fuck. <clears throat> This what do you think of this man's look? Not great, I was going to say. It's... 
what's the remember we had the guy who was like he'd been bitten by a shark and a bear and a snake and all this yeah like I think this man is coming for his title as most unlucky man like certainly yeah. most unlucky in the shortest space of time this dude has it <laughs> yeah. yeah the other guy had he was bitten by a shark um, say in like 2010 bitten by a snake in 2015 attacked by a bear or something in 2018 but this guy all of his bad luck happened in 14 seconds so how much bad luck can you have at once I mean that is sometimes it's just not your day and this is the most it's not your day person we've had for a long time yeah and if we were to look at it from like a story writing perspective what is the inciting incident here? When did it all go wrong? <laughs> the drag race. The drag race. Well, now, it could be the original feud that kicked all oh, this yes. into gear. Yeah. And if he wasn't in a feud, he probably wouldn't have brought the good. And he, if he wasn't, And he wouldn't have been stressed enough to need meth. Yeah, the meth was definitely for a celebration after the end of the feud. But although maybe he used the Met before the race as well, which kind of caused him to be a bit more dangerous. This maybe maybe take more risks. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe take, try and overtake on a corner when you have no right to overtake on that corner. That that's just basic drag race etiquette. We both know. Everyone it. knows. Talk to Vinny. Talk <laughs> He'll to <tell> Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this man. I think I don't know what the odds. What are the odds of get, shooting yourself and also being in a in a car crash, but then also having met on you, but then also getting hit by a car? You have to multiply all of those odds off each other. Yeah, probably at least like seven to one. I would say. Seven to one. <laughs> I would say probably like a billion to one. All that happens at once. Uh, you're probably closer. I'll grant you. Mm. Uh, yeah, seven I, to I one would, is quite low. No, I would like to my. I would like my estimate noted. Just and we'll check it later. <laughs> Just write that out. Someone write that out. <laughs> Someone remember that number for me. <laughs> seven. <laughs> oh, what the fuck did I say earlier on? Oh no. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news and this is I I added this only because of one item that we normally get people fighting off robbers or thieves in some way but now we have this cool 81 year old man uses antique shillelagh to chase ruse burglars from home I was trying to find some type of persuasive weapon he is to have said Right, I mean, look, of all the persuasive weapons, a shillelagh is pretty good. What's a shillelagh, Sean? So a shillelagh, uh, it's like, it's a walking stick, uh, essentially, in Ireland. Um, Yeah. But it's made of, like, a knotty bit of a tree. Um, Like, sometimes, sometimes it's the root, sometimes it's a really knotty branch. So it's really fucking dense at the top. So yeah, it's like, really... it's like a golf. It's like a golf club. It's like a golf club, essentially. Yeah, and you can get a really good swing on him. <laughs> and so, when intruders targeted Dan and Barbara Donovan's home earlier this month, they picked the wrong couple to burglarize. Sean, 
Instead um, of fleeing the modest brick house with valuables, the three men ran in fear <laughs> as Dan, who's 81, chased them out the door with the antique shillelagh and they said a wooden Irish walking stick that once belonged to his grandfather. Um, so, Sean, here's the story. Yeah. It was late afternoon on November 4th when the couple, 50-year residents of the home, heard a knock at their door and found a man wearing a reflective vest and a face mask standing outside. The visitor, who was carrying what appeared to be tools, said he was there to check their fuse box due to a recent fire in the area. Hmm. Opportunistic, okay. Indeed. Now, Barbara Donovan said the visit did not immediately seem unusual because we had received a letter from the electric company the day before Donovan said, explaining that the letter indicated work would be taking place in their area and would include power outages. So when he said he was with the electric company, we let him in. Okay, that's... You you know, I'd probably fall for it myself. Mm. So what the couple didn't immediately realise was that the man wasn't a utility worker. And he wasn't alone. Because... As he led the couple into the basement of their home, two additional people sneaked inside through the now unlocked front door. Oh, shit. Yes. Right. So downstairs, Barbara Donovan began to feel suspicious about the man who was looking over her electric circuit uh, paddle. I kept backing up and he kept saying, come over by me, she said. He said, if you're home alone, you won't know what to do. And he kept telling me to come closer to him. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, like generally it would just be, they'd come in and get the job done and then leave. Suddenly, Barbara heard a squeak of floorboards above her head. I yelled immediately, Daddy, somebody's in our bedroom. (laughs) Fucking hell, she's on the ball. Yeah, not giving a shit. And fair play to her. (coughs) Barbara bounded up the steps, bounded, she's probably in 79, <laughs> followed by her husband, followed by her husband and the so-called utility worker. When they reached the main floor, the Donovans discovered that there were more than just the three of them inside the home. I started chasing them to, to get them out of my house, Dan Donovan said. Dan Donovan, by the way, is the name of Manny and Irish Grandad. <laughs> Absolutely, and you don't fuck with Dan Donovan, that's something we all know. <laughs> That's when he grabbed his grandfather's shillelagh, which was propped up in the corner of the couple's dining room. I was trying to find some type of, and in his own words, a persuasive weapon. Okay, and he just, it was like that scene in Pulp Fiction, like he looks at the baseball bat, he looks at the chainsaw, the samurai sword. (laughs) And and the next one is like a rabid wolverine. He's like, no, don't be ridiculous. No, he's... I don't, I don't want a murder on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he's just like, Shillelagh, yes, my Irish roots, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish national anthem starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> ole, ole, ole. <laughs> All right, let's fucking do this. <laughs> um, so that's when he grabbed his grandfather's shillelagh, which was propped up. I was trying to find some sort of persuasive weapon, Donovan said. So I picked up the Irish shillelagh, and that turned out to be, in his own words, the equaliser. <laughs> Level the playing field. <laughs> so they're like standing there, and now, now it's just a moment where he like looks at the shillelagh, and in my head he like slowly taps it on his other hand, and he just looks at him, he's like, Boys, you are not going to like what's happening next. <laughs> 
<laughs> and presumably they ran straight away, right? <laughs> We're not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me, he said. I'm just fucking all the doors come down. What, Immediately, oh, What the if he three walked men... over to the front door, just turned the key in the lock? <laughs> and just never broke eye contact with them. Ahem. Boys, I'd better get fucking running if I were ye, to be honest with you. We're going to play a serious game of hide and seek. Whoever loses gets the shit beat out of them. It reminds me of um, the scene in the bar at the start of Kingsman. Where oh, yeah. Colin Firth just kicks the shit out of like nine people. <laughs> so one of the men was carrying what Donovan recognised to be a pillowcase from, a bed- from the bedroom. So he stole a pillowcase, shouting and swinging the shillelagh. Dan Donovan said he struck the man in the back of the head with his end, the end of the walking stick. But the man didn't drop the pillowcase. He just proceeded to run away. He then turned and struck another one of the men in the knee as he tried to run past him. Oh my god. <laughs> in the, the knee? The man, in the knee! Oh, that's a broken knee right there. I mean, he's already after smashing somebody over the head, and now he immediately, in my head, he John Wicked. Like, he turned 180 into the other guy. Oh, yeah, like to just carry the momentum around. <laughs> yeah. Um, he followed his partners in crime outside, but Donovan continued his pursuit as the three of them ran away <laughs> from him, <laughs> carrying nothing, by the way. They, are, they only have a pillowcase in their hands. That is... That is... I'd like to upgrade our hero of the week, Connor. From the, <laughs> Go on. From the man who paid for his sex doll girlfriend to have plastic mm-hmm. surgery. To Which the I feel who, like was a bit iffy on the hero award already. That's true, but it was, in my credit, the first story of the week. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And so, to this man, because he chased away the three of them. They're all sprinting. He's barefoot. And he sprints out to the SUV that they're all getting in to try and get away that they had parked in his driveway. And he began hitting it with the walking stick. I managed to get a good few swings at the windshield and the rear window, he said. I think I cracked the boat. Fucking hell. (laughs) He's 81. Like, he was one step short of putting a a burning rag into the fuel cap. Like... I took their wheels. I took the wheels off and I burnt out the car with them inside. So, and it's it's all in protection of his property. In the meantime, Barbara Donovan said she was on the phone to the police who arrived shortly after the intruders fled the scene. In all the excitement and due to the darkening skies, Donovan acknowledged he was unable to get the license plate number. And I mean, I mean, Dad, you had a lot of things on your mind. That's true, but also, like, he, he he probably had dented the license plate so much by that point that it was unreadable anyway. <laughs> and all of their brains. And that guy's face is no longer the same. The other guy's limping. They're just in tatters. Have you ever seen the movie Don't Breed? No, I don't think I have. It's, um, it's uh, a movie where there's, like, a blind guy and these three... Uh, I, I would say like people in their 20s and they're just like oh it's an easy robbery this guy's blind the old man down the street and we're right. going to break in and we're just going to take all of his shit 
and like leave because he's he's old and decrepit and they all break in and it's a horror movie and it turns out he's just like a fucking killer and he one by one just picks them off because he's daredevil in it that's amazing i need to see yeah. that movie it's oh it's fucked it's it's entirely fucked but it's um this it this reminds me of this these three guys are like these two fucking old people at the end of this lane we are gonna rob the blind not realizing they were dealing with fucking kung fu john wick it just, who had just taken a few years off he thought he was yeah. out of the game but they keep pulling them back in they, they dragged them back in um police they say caught up to the criminals 30 minutes later and arrested them and this is in my favourite bit after recognising the car due to its smashed windows and driving erratically (laughs) and he had somehow had time to spray paint you'll never escape onto the bonnet (laughs) you survived only because I let you is sprayed on the other side (laughs) I will find you So the police found him because they just followed the car that had no windows. That's so cool. So, and they got, presumably they got arrested and punished, yeah? Yes, they did, yes. So the Donovans say that they they still aren't quite sure what, if anything, the burglars stole. But they do know their pillowcase was taken with the bastards. And their bedroom drawers had been removed and rummaged through. They just scared the heck out of us, Barbara said. For his part, Dan Donovan praised his wife for quickly catch. Oh, Dan, Dan for quickly catching on, Danny, Danny boy, huh? For quickly catching on to what the scammers were up to, the incident has taught him to be more alert. He said, and he urges others to do the same. Dan is a former marine. Oh my God, Dan doesn't <laughs> of give a course, <laughs> of course. They picked the one house with a guy. Like, the marine training is so fucking hard. That dude is tough as nails. Yeah, that dude has been through some stuff. And three dudes, break, like, three fucking idiots breaking into his house is no threat to him. He would have gone through that marine training in, like, the 60s. So, or, like, the no, he would have, he would have went through it in the 60s and, like, he would, and in the 60s, they probably had no safety precautions. It's just like, you swim or you die. <laughs> That's it. That's your choice. <laughs> That's it. So, these three guys broke in, and, I mean, Dan said no, no. And while he doesn't consider himself a hero, Barbara does. I felt a lot better when I saw him with the shillelagh, because he was chasing them out of the house, she said. They got nothing more than a headache, and hopefully they pursue another occupation, Dan Donovan said, to finish it off. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Flawless victory. He has, a, he has a cigar in his mouth as he says it. And yeah, and he genuinely, I feel like Dan genuinely hopes that, you know, those, those, those young men sort their life out. <laughs> He's just looking out for them. He know, like he knows what it's like to be young and foolish, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's his house. Lads, I know what it's like. I know what it's like when you're young, you want easy money, but... You don't want to come here. If you have any more issues, go somewhere else, because you're not going to fucking find it here. Just take it outside and leave it outside. <laughs> At what point does it turn and those lads feel fear? As soon as they see the man with the shillelagh, surely. Because mm. it's a weapon they would never expect either. But even then, 
you're still thinking, okay, he's in his 80s, we might have a chance. But then, when once he swings at the first guy, and I can only assume the crack of the fucking shillelagh of the guy in the back of the guy's head is so loud, the other guy immediately starts running, and he gets his kneecaps caved in as well. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as they realise, oh, it's not just a threat, he will actually hit us. That's when the cowardice starts. <laughs> no, then it's, we might die if we stay. <laughs> this is also true. Self-preservation would kick in. Um, so, we're going to move on to our next piece of weird news, Sean. And that is, we're going to Australia. Because okay. we have an Australian who committed a very strange crime. This is a small story. And so we're doing this before our final story. But I just wanted to throw this in there here because it's just... It's just a bit straight, it's just weird, which makes it fit in here. But Australian uses wheelie bin to steal almost 10 grand worth of cowboy hats. Mm, what? How many? <laughs> now, my, anytime we get a, a story like this, my question is, is that many cheap cowboy hats or one very expensive cowboy hat? I think it's many mediocrely expensive cowboy hats. Oh my God. Yeah. So a man in Australia was arrested this week for stealing thousands of dollars worth of cowboy hats, stuffing them into a wheelie bin and fleeing the scene just before dawn. The 32-year-old allegedly broke into a business in the town of Scone in New South Wales, or Scone <laughs> in New Scone. South Wales, <laughs> at about 5.30am. He is seen whistling nonchalantly as he strolls in and then pilfers, pilfers dozens of straw and felt cowboy hats. Straw and felt? Yes, yeah, straw, straw and felt. Interesting. What? I'm not sure that is... Typical cowboy attire. I'm not sure no. there were cowboys in Australia. <laughs> um, oh, Ned each Kelly, of them, I <laughs> it, it, yeah, big Ned. You forgot big Ned. But each of them valued at two hundred and fifty dollars. Fuck me! How expensive now, is felt these days? Sorry, no, that's Australian dollary dudes. Oh, so, so 10 that euro. could be. It's about fourteen cent. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know the exchange rate. I think it's like 50%, so maybe like 125 euro. Even then. Even then, that's it's too who? much for, for any hat. That's too much. Yeah, who's looking at their outfit going, well, I bought the top for a fiver, but the hat cost me 120. Sorry, uh, 154 euro it'd be. That's, I mean, almost, I would say robbery. At that point. Well, this is literally robbery, but before that, the store was also committing a type of robbery. True, in a wheelie bin. In a wheelie bin, yes. In a wheelie bin. Um, each of them, as I said, was valued between 250 and 300 do- Australian dollar dues and smuggled them away inside the wheelie bin he brought with him to the crime scene. Just haul that into the shop, that's fine. Yeah. At one point, he is seen putting one of the hats on his head, and then he is seen to lose his footing, and nearly having the bin tip over in front of him. But he catches it, and continues on with his getaway. (laughs) Witnesses described him as styling it out. (laughs) Yeah, he did the thing where he tripped in the street, and then he pretended like he was waving at someone. Oh, Jesus, Tommy! Jesus, and... Did he get far with the wheelie bin? Because clever to bring a, 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 a storage method on wheels, you know. I mean, the the wheelie bin, though, like, the, is that the best possible mode of transport to get away from a crime? 
I don't think so. It's like it's no little red wagon, I grant you. <laughs> Should have brought a little red wagon squeaking behind them as he ran. Why are they always squeaky? But <laughs> I, th- I think it draws more attention to you to bring a wheelie bin, in fairness. All in all, the haul was worth almost $10,000 dues. Good. God. What was his uh, plan police? afterwards? Uh, yeah, was he selling them on to cowboys? Is, is there a market for... I know Australia is sunny, but surely the ah, but I have a question. sorted. No, but I have a question. Crocodile Dundee, is he wearing a cowboy hat? Oh, I would have... Oh! I think I would have described it as a bush ranger hat myself. Mm. Uh, but you could technically describe it as a cowboy hat. It is very. It is quite similar. I'll grant you. They have similar traits. Now, There's a market. These uh, had teeth in it, as well as... <laughs> did, did it have corks around it, or is that something the Simpsons did? <laughs> um, I think it had a big picture of a big boot. Ah, I see. Uh, yeah, it's a it's an Akubra hat that he wears. Right, but if you said that was a cowboy hat, I would have said fair enough. That, that's true. But look, I'm not. There is a probably a very dedicated community of hat aficionados we've, out there. We've pissed them off. We've pissed them off, and this isn't the first time we've had a discussion <laughs> about hats on this show. It's it's an area we often go into but know very little about. In in many ways, every time we discuss it, we learn less. I feel uneducated about it, really. And, in a way, isn't that more entertaining? <laughs> isn't it more entertaining for us not to learn and grow? Audience, your thoughts? <laughs> I would say that as a yes. So, this man, he went to the crime bringing a wheelie bin. Maybe this will be the start of a new trend. The wheelie bin getaway. It's true. And if you plan it on bin day, you can get a, a quick getaway oh. as well. And if you really want to get away with it, you will. Oh, I hate you so much. Mm. You're awful. Ah, it's a rubbish way to get away though, isn't it? You're, you, and Connor, and this isn't a joke. I think All you're right. trash. I, no, I think we need to get back on trash. I mean, track, sorry. That, that was we weak. And I just said it as well. <laughs> you took it! I already had it lined up! No. No, no. <laughs> uh, bin. Okay, we're moving on <laughs> to our last story of the week. And this is one of the classic last stories that it's just a weird person doing weird shit. Because I have half-naked man seen humping trees and eating their branches caught by police. Eating branches? How hmm. thick are the branches? How much nutritional value do they have? Why is that your first question? Look, What's the density of the branch? It's a fair point you've raised, Connor. I don't know why. Even little branches? <laughs> Surely that's still not great. No, but I, like, I, I imagine I could eat a twig sooner than I'd, you know, <laughs> chomp down on a limb of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> on the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, I'm not eating a giant redwood here. <laughs> no matter how so, half naked I am. I, 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 I'm definitely not. Stop. Stop daring me. I won't <laughs> do it. So, a man arrested for humping trees and nibbling their branches may have been under the influence may of some sort of drugs, influence. says a deputy... Says the deputy chief, um, police were called to reports of a half-dressed man in a garden who was humping trees, screaming and eating branches just before 3pm. 
He didn't even make it to 3pm in the day. Just, you, you know, you have lunch and you're full of energy. And just, yeah. Well, then why would he eat branches, actually, if he had just so had he know he, he had an early lunch. He had it about 12. And once it gets around, then just 10 to 3, you start getting maybe a bit of the munchies again. Ah, I see. And then, sure, uh, what else is there? Only branches. And, uh, they don't sell anything else in shops. So, when officers arrived, a half-naked suspect, who they say was acting irrationally, you don't say, disappeared into a nearby house. The terrified occupants of that house left almost immediately, according to the police report. The police report fails to specify, and I think this is a great line, that's one of the great lines that has been written in these reports, it fails to specify which half of Mr. Figner was unclothed during the incident. <laughs> Have to hope it's the top half, don't you? <laughs> you have to. <laughs> don't the other the other one doesn't bear thinking about. <laughs> it's like the question about a mermaid. It's like, what if there are fish on top, though? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh <laughs> no! So eventually, the suspect, identified as thirty-six-year-old John Figner, emerged from the house and was very quickly taken into custody. Arresting officers say that the suspect spat at them and tried to kick them as they ushered him into the patrol car, screaming about how he wanted to go back to the trees. They're they're my true love. (laughs) But he was eating them, so if he loves them, why would you eat them? Then, I mean, I I love chocolate. I eat chocolate. Oh, same thing. That's a good point. And he's eating twigs. He was charged with two counts of assault on a public safety officer. I genuinely thought that was going to be assault on a tree, and I was like, "Okay, lads, <laughs> hang on." I know, I know we're environmentally conscious, but come on now. Um, second, cannibalism. <laughs> he was charged with second degree criminal trespassing and second degree breach of peace. He's being held on a $25,000 bond. Sean, what did this man want with the trees? Uh, affection. Love. Affection. Love. Uh, a good time. A good time. And a bit of a snack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're at a party and you just you get a bit munchy. Yeah, and then there, and, uh, someone's eating all the salt and vinegar crisps. And, so, oh, yeah. and you don't want to make do with ready salted. They're just not as good. And now, so, alternatively, what could have happened is he's taken a lot of met or some sort of other hallucinogen and his jaw is maybe a bit loose. And so he's just trying to talk to the twigs, but um, he's at the same time just, it looks like he's gnawing on them. I think he was definitely gnawing on them though, Connor. Oh, oh yeah, he was taking full on bites, yeah. Yeah, and imagine the taste and texture of that. Not, not, not very but nice. Also, he was humping them, Sean. He was trying to procreate with the trees. Yeah, he wanted. Uh, he felt guilty that he was damaging the tree by eating it. Mm. So he was hoping to he make w- new trees, and he just got confused. And he wanted to make triplets. Triplets, exactly. Triplets. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I was going for. It's essentially the joke you made, but I changed it slightly. <laughs> no, that's what I was going for. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, good, excellent. <laughs> Don't be trying to hustle in. Hustle in on my bad puns. you got to get your own bad puns, kid. I don't have any bad puns, Connor. Would oh. you believe it? Oh, that's pretty good. I didn't tweak I think one. we should leave this story alone. Uh, bark. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> What's that, Rex? Someone down the well. 
What about well? Well, um, well, well. <laughs> well, Sean, I think that is the end of this week's Weird News. Do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support over there. Big shout-outs go to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green, and Anna Hielmroos. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Christmas cards will be in the post soon. Uh, we will be randomly... Uh, allocating a t-shirt and a mug to some of the patrons and uh, as Connor said the merch store will be going up very very soon so keep an eye on all our social medias for that Um, but other than that just tell one human being that we exist pause for Connor Um, no I'm I'm not saying it this week I'm taking a not just the one go for whoever you want whoever you want whoever you I was trying to work a tree pun in there. I, I, I would say, tell more than one person. Tell two people. Tell two people that we exist. For Black Friday. For this Black is a Friday, deal. that'd be nice to you. <laughs> it's, it's a deal. You're allowed to tell two. Uh, and then, after that being said, I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mayo. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 